How do you feel after a weekend or a holiday when you return to work? No matter how much someone loves their job or likes their job quite a bit, any job can still be stressful at times or be a little bit repetitive or have some kind of difficult task that we have to do. But if we can have a mindset to view all our work as something that we contribute to the world in a unique and important way, we can change the way we experience every moment of work. Welcome to the Bridge Beyond English podcast. This is an English podcast that will help you expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross-cultural communication skills so that you can connect more deeply with the world. I'm your host, David Nagai. In this episode, I want to share some words of wisdom from a book called The Artist's Rule. It's a 12-week journey for nurturing your creative soul with monastic wisdom. So this draws on various spiritual traditions and focuses on Christian monastic or the monks of old Christianity, and it shares some ideas about creativity and art and the creative life. The book was written by Christine Walters Paintner. So I'm going to read a few paragraphs, a few little excerpts from week 11. So it's kind of like chapter 11. And I might make a few comments or clarifications along the way. Here we go. In Music of Silence, which is a book, Benedictine monk David Steindl Rast and Sharon LaBelle offer this invitation, and I quote, Work, if we don't approach it consciously, will suck us into its demands. Then we become slaves, no matter how high up we are on the ladder. Even people who have jobs they don't like and find meaningless can still be free within them by reminding themselves deliberately and often why they do them. As long as we do our work out of love for those whom we love, we do it for a good reason. Love is the best reason for our labors. Love makes what we do and suffer rise like music, like a soaring line of chant. Unquote. The author Paintner goes on to say this, Even work that feels creative and arises from our call to be artists involves periods of challenging intensity. As a writer, 
I always find the editing process one of the most difficult aspects of the work. And yet, I also recognize it as one of the most valuable. Writing feels like grace most days, flowing with ease. When I feel blocked, often a long walk or time spent cooking is enough to shift something open. Otherwise, I'll engage the block in dialogue as an act of inner hospitality. So she's saying she invites that difficult block into her heart and welcomes it. To do so, I imagine having a conversation with a part of myself feeling blocked and ask it to tell me what it needs and wants from me. The experience with my resistance is part of my own inner transformation. As I listen for what the work needs in this stage and how it wants to come to birth in the world, I discover my own places that need releasing or ways to express my ideas with more clarity. Consider the task in your life that you do grudgingly or the task that you don't want to do. Maybe you dislike your job, have to care for a home and family, or are responsible for other ordinary life demands. Then try to remember why you do the work. Do you work for love's sake? Are there ways to love challenges and to reframe them so that they rise like music and lift up your creative heart, as Steindl, Rast, and Labelle suggested in the quote from before? What is the love that calls you to your labors in the world? Do you need to maintain a job to earn a living? Does this work support your ability to also create and rest and dream? Does it offer shelter and nourishment to the people you love, including yourself? How might you bring more love and delight to all the tasks to which you are called? And when she says to which you are called, she means that you feel a passion for, or a drive to, or an obligation, something that pulls you close to something. Our daily work may rise out of our true calling in the world, our true destiny, our true passion, or it may just pay the bills. Either way, we each have a vocation. And let me pause for a moment and mention that vocation is not vacation. <laughs> vocation is this deeper passion, this deeper gift or skill that's deep within our heart and our soul and our experience that we uniquely offer the world. It could be very deep or it could be very simple, but it's something that we do at work or at home, or with our friends, a vocation is something that we offer uniquely as a gift to the world. And so the author continues. 
We each were given certain gifts to offer in service to others. Our calling is deeply connected to our creativity. The truths we long to express in the world, and the way we feel moved to give form to beauty, are signs of the spirit of life at work within us. Vocation is a daily invitation. To be fully who we are, and to allow our lives to unfold in ways that are organic to this deepest identity. The poet Mary Oliver describes the heart of vocation in her poem, "The Messenger." She writes that her work is loving the world. And goes on to say, "Let me keep my mind on what matters, which is my work, which is mostly standing still, and learning to be astonished." Vocation is not necessarily a particular task or path. More often, it is a way of bringing our vocations. Into our jobs, to bring our unique gift into our work. So, how might your relationship to work be transformed if you saw your vocation as offering as much compassion as possible, no matter the details of the actual work? Or, as an artist, consider. How you might bring creativity and imagination to the smallest, most ordinary of tasks. Consider how your perspective might change if you realized that the world needs what you have to offer. Monastic spirituality, or the old monks of Of spiritual traditions, reminds us that God, or you could say the source of life, the source energy, whatever you want to call it, this God or source energy invites each one of us in every moment to respond to our unique call. One of the things I love most about Lectio Divina, or The divine reading of a sacred text is the way a group of people can read the same scripture or same spiritual passage at the same time in prayer together, and yet each person will have a unique experience and response to a call that is specific to the reader's life circumstances. So can, you can imagine, everyone's reading the same sacred text, but everyone has a unique interpretation, depending on their vocation, their experience, and their unique gift to the world. The same is true with how we are each called to share gifts in the world. So I wanted to read these passages from the Artist's Rule, 
because I think that many of us need the reminder, myself included, this reminder that our work is more than just work. We are actually offering a creative experience, something unique that will change the world in some small way. It might be very small, but it is we, it is you, it is I who bring this into the world. And nobody brings it into your workplace and your space, your relationships, your project, your desk, your office, the way you do. You are unique, and you can see the experience of offering your unique perspective and skills as a gift, a deep gift to your workplace, to your coworkers, to your customers, and yes, to the world. So let me leave you with three reflection questions from the author. What are the joys and challenges you find in your daily work? How might considering your vocation as a daily calling transform how you view your work in the world? In what ways do small tasks done with great love contribute to co-creation with the life source itself and the unfolding of a more just and loving world. So think about those questions. We all have work. We all have difficulties. We all have things we enjoy about our work. Some days are easy. Some days are busy. Some days are hard. Some days flow with a lot of great energy. Some days we feel stuck. What is the reason you do your work? Even if it's to make money and to survive, that is a beautiful reason to work. Or to take care of your family or your parents. Or to create something that has never been created before. Or to steadily improve something or make something more beautiful, more efficient, more user-friendly more advanced, however big, however small. Your work matters. It matters for you. It matters for the people you love. It matters to the world. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to help us spread this podcast to more people, you can write a review or leave a rating. And finally, if you are interested in using English to expand your creative thinking, global awareness, and cross-cultural communication skills, you can join a free trial class right here in Yokohama, Motomachi, or 
online. If that is something that interests you, you can click the link in the show notes or just visit us at bridgebeyondenglish.com. I'm your host, David Nagai. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.